Parent Show, sponsored by Raiden Solicitors, award-winning specialist family lawyers. See RaidenSolicitors.co.uk. A very warm welcome to The Parents Show on Radio Verulam 92.6 FM. I'm Lydia L. Corey. And good evening, everybody. I am Seema Barker. I'm very excited, Seema Barker, here with you this evening. Lydia, are you going to tell people why it is I am so excited? Well, it's it's a very special time of the year and it's a very special time for a very special year indeed. 2020, I think this is going to be the Christmas that's going to be the most memorable ever because everybody's going to make such a huge effort to make it fun, I think, Seema. How do you feel about that? That's exactly how I feel. I, I I really do think that all of the people I've been talking to, they are, you know, talking about supporting our small businesses. They're talking about wanting to make Christmas Day a special one, even though they might be celebrating it in a different way. Um, and they're talking about, you know, is Father Christmas going to put the kind of smiles on their faces that they really need this year? Yeah, exactly. And really, when we're talking about this, there's only one person we can put our questions to about Christmas this year. Seema, the man himself, we've got to talk to Father Christmas, don't we? This is going to be the highlight of my, well, I'd like to say my radio career, but I mean, it's pretty much up there with the highlight of my life. We are talking to Father Christmas today. Yeah, live on the parents show this evening. So, we would like to say a very warm welcome. Father Christmas, are you there? Ho, 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 I'm here. Hello, hello, Lydia and Seema. How nice to be here. Well, it's just such a thrill to have you on the show. And even hearing your lovely voice has actually just made me start laughing for no reason whatsoever. You must be so used to people always. You just put you just put smiles on everybody's faces, Father Christmas. It's so wonderful to talk to you. I don't know how you do that, but you have cheered me right up. Oh, I'm so pleased because it's been a very difficult year, hasn't it? 2020 has been a difficult year. Let's hope that 2021 is a nicer year. But first, we've got Christmas. And nothing can spoil the magic of Christmas. <laughs> That's just what we needed to hear. Lovely, lovely to hear your voice, Father Christmas. So we actually have four lovely St. Albans children oh, here good, on good, the radio good. station. And they, they want to introduce themselves to you. And then they've got a few very tricky questions for you. I hope you're ready. Oh, dear. Oh, dear, dear, dear. Not too tricky, I hope. <laughs> well, we'll see. I'll do my best. I'll do my best. You are you are the only person who can answer these questions, uh, Father Christmas. But the kind of questions that sometimes as parents we get asked, of course, we're flummoxed because we have no idea how to answer them. Yes. So we are glad that you are here to to help all of us parents out. Good, good. Happy to help if I can. Great stuff. So let's start with our first two guests. They're brothers and a brother and sister. I'm going to hand over to Ollie and Erica to introduce themselves. Hi, I'm Erica. I'm four. Hello, Erica. Oh, I'm Father Christmas. And is your brother there? Yeah. Yes, I am. Hello, Ollie. Hello. Hello, Father Christmas. I am nine years old, and I'm very much happy to be here. <laughs> oh, good, and I'm happy to be here too. Now, do you have some questions for me? Yes, I do. How does the reindeer fly? Ho, <laughs> ho, how does the reindeer fly? Well, the answer to that is magic. 
The reindeers fly by magic. Ordinary reindeers, as you may have seen, if you've been to a zoo, can't fly. But my reindeers can. They are magical reindeer. Wow. Wow. And that's the answer. That, that's, that's a good answer. So there you go, Erica. That's a good answer for you. It was an easy one. It was an easy one for me. <laughs> now, I could tell you the spell that I have to cast to make my reindeers fly. But I, oh, no. Ooh, hang on. Oh, my wife's saying, oh, yeah, no, no, no. My wife's telling me I mustn't tell you the spell because, what, what? Oh, yes, yes, no, she's quite right, yes, because, oh, I did, I did once tell a child the spell to make reindeers fly, and do you know what that little girl did? She used the spell on her family cat, <laughs> and her cat flew around the room until the spell wore out. <laughs> it was most startled, so yes, I've been, yes, I've been sternly told, yep, yeah, no, mustn't tell you the spell, yep, yeah, sorry, yep. Yeah. Next question. Um... In all the treats that children leave for you on Christmas Eve, which one is your favourite? Ah, now that's an excellent, excellent question. Now, I do very, very much like the treats that people leave me. I'm quite a fan of, um, well, food, really, of all kinds. Uh, mince pies, uh, Christmas cake. Um, well, those are the two main ones, really. Those are what people tend to, tend to leave me. I eat an awful lot of mince pies. Last Christmas, do you know how many mince pies I ate on Christmas Eve? How many? How Have much? a guess. Have a guess. Guess a number. 300? I ate last Christmas, bear in mind I have to go around the whole world, last Christmas I ate ten and a half billion mince pies. So I think I'd probably say mince pie. I mean, I must admit, by Christmas morning, if you'd have showed me a mince pie, I probably wouldn't have had one for breakfast. But, you know, I loved them when I was eating them. So mince pies, I think, my favourite, favourite, favourite treat. Well, that is good to hear, Father Christmas. Thank you very much, Ollie and Erica. Um, and now I think we have another child here that would like to ask you a question. Mia, are you oh, there? Good. Would you like to introduce yourself to Father Christmas. Hello, Mia. Hi, I'm Mia and I'm eight. Hello, Mia. And what's your question? Um, where is your favourite place to deliver presents? Ho, ho, ho! My favourite place to deliver presents is St Albans. No question at all, because the children of St Albans, I've discovered over the years, are especially generous, or their parents are, with their mince pies and their Christmas cake and even occasionally a little glass of whiskey. And uh, so I always do look forward to my St Albans trip on Christmas Eve. That's it. That's quite an answer, Mia. Were you expecting that? Um, not really. Nice answer, though. Okie doke. We'll jump on to Connor Trelore. Connor, are you there? Yeah. Introduce yourself to Father Christmas there, and you can ask him whatever questions you like. Hello, Father Christmas. I'm Hello, Connor. Connor. I'm nine. Hello. What's your question for me, Connor? Well, how, when you've got every person in the world's presence... How do you fit them all on just your tiny sleigh? Oh, Connor, have you ever watched a programme on your television called Doctor Who? 
Yeah. That program. Well, do you know how when Doctor Who goes into her TARDIS, it's much bigger on the inside than it is on the outside? Do you know? Have you noticed that? Yeah. Well, that's the same way that my sleigh works, you see. So from the outside, it looks just like an ordinary sized sleigh. But on the inside, it is vast, a vast, vast sleigh. And it contains all the presents of all the little boys and all the little girls from all over the world. It's magic, you see. It's magic. Well, that's magic, but that does make sense because you're right. We've all seen that on Doctor Who. So I suppose there's there's magic in that show as well. That's amazing. I did not know that. Well, I don't know how they, I don't know how, now I did meet Doctor Who once, and it was a very, very memorable encounter, but you know, I didn't ask him, because it was a him then, I didn't ask him how he did, whether it was the same same type of magic as I use, or whether it's some other kind of scientific principle, it might be, I don't know, I don't know, but yes, the same, same idea. Well, there you go, Connor. That's that one answer. That's brilliant, though. And so let's return to Erica. Erica, would you like to ask Father Christmas another question? Um, what do you do in the summer? Ho, 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 in the summer. Well, in the summer, do you know what, Erica? I don't do anything very much at all. I go on holiday. Summer is my downtime. Now, um, now you may be wondering, where does Father Christmas, and indeed Mrs. Christmas, where would we go on holiday? Well, uh, this is indeed a difficult thing, because you see, I have to say, I don't really like sunshine and hot weather and lying on beaches. That's not really my sort of thing. So, you know, I might take a, might take a cruise, you know, go, on a little, go on a little boat ride around some Norwegian fjords, that sort of thing. You know, perhaps a fishing expedition up some remote river in northern Russia, Siberia, somewhere like that. You might discover me perhaps riding on a tourist bus in London. You wouldn't necessarily recognise me, of course, because I don't tend to wear my Father Christmas characteristic red cloak when I'm on holiday. Naturally, I wear a little handkerchief tied around my head and some Bermuda shorts often and sandals. But, you know, summer is my downtime. Thank you. Brilliant. Ollie, have you got a question for Father Christmas? Um, yes, I do. Father Christmas, what, yes, Ollie. what is the top speed your sleigh can go? Oh, 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 oh. oh, well, it goes beyond the speed of light, Ollie, if it has to. Um, you see, the challenge for me is to get all the way around the world in a night. And I can only do that with the aid of magic. And so kind of your... Your human ideas about speed don't really apply to my sleigh. I can move almost instantaneously. Indeed, I can be in many, many places at once, which is a strange idea to you, isn't it? So the concept of speed doesn't quite work. Um, it all happens almost in a moment. Almost in a moment. And I can only do it with an enormous amount of concentration and an enormous amount of magical energy that I have to summon up on Christmas Eve, all with, with the help of my reindeer and my elves, of course. And, oh, yes, yes, and, and Mrs. Christmas, yes, she's, she's given me a stern look from across, <laughs> from across the road. <laughs> yes, yes, dear, yes, yes, and you, 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 know, you know, I couldn't do it without her, couldn't do it without her. 
Oh, so, so glad to hear uh, Mrs. Christmas uh, getting uh, the plaudits that no doubt she deserved. Thank you uh, for that. Uh, that's a very, that's a very interesting answer. That you can be almost in momentarily um, could deliver all those presents. Mia, have you got a, another question for Father Christmas? Yes. Are you the only Father Christmas, or was there another one before you? <laughs> oh no! Well, now, now you see, I have heard that sometimes there are pretend Father Christmases who pop up in shopping centres and sometimes at school fates. But I am the only real Father Christmas, and I'm the only one who's ever been Father Christmas. There's never been another Father Christmas before me, and there won't be another one after me, because I just go on and on and on. I'm ever so old, you know, ever so old. How do is that answered your question, Mia? Yeah. Brilliant, brilliant. Connor, have you got another tricky question for Father Christmas? Yeah. Great, go for it. Why couldn't he just go all the way to Mars and see if there are aliens and Martians there? <laughs> and deliver them presents. <laughs> well, well, how do you know that I haven't? Maybe I have. You see, well, I, I, I say I, mean, I haven't actually, but you know, I could, I could. Would you like me to? Yeah. I mean, it would be possible. Now, it would take an enormous amount of magical energy for me to go all the way to Mars. I obviously couldn't do it on Christmas Eve because I'm busy then and there's an awful lot of preparation beforehand. And then, to be honest, after Christmas Eve, I'm just absolutely exhausted and I take, oh, many months off. Yep, yes, all right, Mrs. Christmas. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, she doesn't take months off, of course. Yes, but I do take I do take many months off. And then I've got my summer holidays. And then really, we're back into preparing. So I don't know when I'd have time to do it. But I mean, it would be helpful to you. I mean, you, why don't you put it in your letter to me next year? And I might muse upon the question and see if I can find time to do it. I'm sure I could mm -hmm. do it. I mean, does that sound boastful? <laughs> does it sound boastful? Yes, I could go to Mars. But you know, I probably could. Probably could. You probably could. If you're going at the speed of light, you'd get there in no time. Yes, yes, I would. But but there's a huge amount of magical energy that it requires, you see. So I just have to say, I don't know, the worry would be, you say, Connor, that if I spent so much of my magical energy trying to get to Mars, I might not have enough left for Christmas Eve, you see. And that would be awfully sad. So it'd be a bit of a risk. It'd be a bit of a risk. And I'm not sure if Mrs. Christmas would like me would like no no she's given you know she's firmly shaking her head yes yes i don't know if the children of st albans or the world would want you to take that risk what do you think connor should he should he consider taking that risk and then not being here on earth to give not having the energy to give all of the children of st albans christmas present well one thing i just noticed is he wouldn't have any oxygen to survive Oh, 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 that's a very good point. Yes, yes, and yes, and Mrs. Christmas is nodding firmly. Yes, no, there's no, she's been, oh dear, she's waving a rolling pin at me. No, 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 there's no, no, I don't think it's going to happen. Yes, it's a very good point about oxygen. Yes, yes, I do need oxygen. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> well, it's a jolly good question, though, jolly good question. Yeah, it sounds like Connor is a budding scientist. He's thought it all through. So let's come back to Erica and Ollie. Have you got another question for Father Christmas? How how does Father Christmas go down the chimney if the fire's on? <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, well, I do get my toes a little bit warm sometimes. 
No, it's a very, very good question, but don't worry about it at all, because it all comes back to magic, you see. Because you might also ask, because sometimes children do ask me this, sometimes children, when they see me, you see, you can't see me, so you're probably imagining I'm very skinny, you see. Oh, you're imagining, aren't you? You're probably those sort of very good-looking chap, very, very slim, well-built. But sometimes when people see me, they think, my goodness me, isn't he fat? Now, I, you know, I think that's a little rude. I mean, I think I'm just well covered, you know. <laughs> but, you know, but sometimes when people see me, they say, how can a so fat a man as you squeeze down our little chimney? And it's the same sort of question, you see. But the answer, the answer is the same. You see, I do it by magic. So I do squeeze down the chimney and it doesn't matter if there's smoke coming up and it doesn't matter if the fire's on because I'm not really me when I'm going down the chimney. I turn into a slightly vaporous kind of creature and then I appear outside the, the bottom of the fireplace, you see, with my sack, with my sack of presents. And I, I rely on my elves to make sure I've got the right presents in my sack for the right house, because that can always sometimes be a bit of a problem. Um, but yes, but don't worry at all if the fire's on. doesn't matter. doesn't matter to me. In fact, I quite like it, really, because then I can sit and eat my mince pie in front of the fire. You know, the embers of the fire sometimes in the middle of the night still is rather nice. Good question. Very, very good question. I'm sure people, are, children are going to be less worried now because they probably have been telling their parents, don't put the fire on on Christmas Eve. But now they know. Oh, that... no, no, they don't need to worry at all. No. Oh, good, good, good. Thank you for that uh, very much, Erica. Great question. Um, Ollie, do you have a question, another question for Father Christmas? Oh, well, yes, I do. Father Christmas. Ollie. How do you deliver all the presents? How do you deliver all the presents in just one night when there are, like, loads and loads of children? Oh, yes. Well, this is what I get asked all the time. And this is because this is... So, so I said before, you see, that I can move beyond the speed of light i can be in many places at once and that's the answer you see so i this is why it takes so much magical energy so i can be delivering presents in st albans and i can be delivering presents in oh, in paris or in edinburgh or in dublin at the same time i i, I and and to, it it seems amazing doesn't it and i wouldn't be able to do it on any other night of the year it's only on Christmas Eve, you see, with all of the preparation and all of the magical energy that I have to summon that enables me to whoosh around the world so fast that I can be in many places at once. And all, of course, of course, with the help of my reindeer. Mm, I, I had no idea that it could only happen on Christmas Eve. That's only a on really good... Uh-huh. Well, otherwise you might get presents on any other time of the year, wouldn't you? Yeah, no, it's only yeah. on Christmas Eve. Yes. Of course, it makes sense. Um, great question, Ollie, because that made great me question. think twice. Yeah. Mia, you're up next. If a house doesn't have a chimney, what do you do? Ah, ho, 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 Mia, that is a very, very good question. And I get asked this quite a lot. And I always have to reassure people that it doesn't matter at all. Now, you see, in your stories about Father Christmas, you always imagine me coming down the chimney. And I do come down the chimney where the house has a chimney. But 
There are lots of people who live in flats and houses that don't have chimneys. There are lots and lots and lots of them. And so I'm quite used to it, you see. And I have other ways of appearing in people's sitting rooms, usually in their sitting rooms, or whether wherever they've hung their stockings sometimes in people's bedrooms, but wherever it is, I can always tell where the stockings have been hung up, and I can always appear there. Now, there's various different ways. Sometimes I can appear through the central heating, say, through radiators. Now, you may think, how on earth could Father Christmas, could Father Christmas become so small that he can that he can travel through a radiator. But you see, it was the same with the chimney, you see. Because it's, because it's all the magical energy that I summon up. So I can travel through radiators, or I can travel through little vents in the roofs, or I can just travel through windows. I mean, I do prefer a chimney. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, if there's a chimney, I always use a chimney. But if there isn't a chimney, doesn't defeat me. No. <laughs> oh, no, it doesn't at all. Doesn't at all. Well, that's going to be a relief to everybody that doesn't have a chimney. So um, we're very glad to hear that, aren't we, Mia? We're glad to hear that he, that Father Christmas can still get into everybody's houses. Mia, Mia, may I ask, do you have a chimney in your house? Yeah. Ah, well, well, that, that would just make it easier for me. Yes, yes. But if you were visiting someone at Christmas, you know, one year, and you were visiting someone and they didn't have a chimney, you wouldn't need to worry. I'd still find you. Yeah. Oh, well, that's 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 good to hear, isn't it, Mia? Yeah. Thank you, Father Christmas. I have to say, Father Christmas, I hope we're not using too much of your energy because it sounds like you've got such a big job coming up on Christmas Eve. <laughs> oh, no, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. No, it's a pleasure. And I, I'm getting... No, no, no. Miss, Mrs. Christmas is, is, is hard at work, you know, as I... You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's all right, dear. Yeah, it's all right, yeah. No, I won't be much longer. Yes, no, no. It's a pleasure to talk to you. Pleasure. Oh, thank you so much. And I think we still would... Um, and perhaps the kids can still ask a few more questions. Oh, please, please, yes. Thank you so much. Connor, would you like to... Uh, would you like to ask Father Christmas another question? Yes, please. Off you go, then. Why does Santa Claus never shave his beard? <laughs> no, well, that, well, it's, may, the answer really is, when I was a young, when I was a young man, um, I didn't have a beard. Um, and, you know, well, there were a couple of reasons why I grew a beard. I mean, one was just because I do live in a very cold cold part of the world and so having a little bit of thermal insulation around my chubby cheeks is you know is, is rather nice and the other reason is that you see if and it very occasionally happens that somebody sees me when i'm delivering presents you see if i when i it happened once when i was a young man you see and i just had kind of stubble on my cheeks and i hadn't adopted the red costume then either in fact i was wearing a kind of stripy t-shirt and uh, and i had this bag over my over my shoulder and i had a shaved head and and stubble and they called the police they thought i was a robber you see so i i thought if i grew a beard and then if people started writing stories about me and drawing pictures of me with a beard, you see, then if it ever did happen that anybody saw me on Christmas Eve, then they would know immediately that I was Father Christmas. So it's kind of, you could say it's branding, branding, really. Branding and insulation. Well, that makes sense, don't you think, Connor? Because otherwise you would, might mistake him for a burglar. 
Yeah, so we won't d be able to deliver all the presents, and some people would end up thinking Santa Claus isn't real because he didn't deliver their presents. Yeah, good, good point. Actually, that can't establish. So we need him to have the beard. He needs to have the beard. So I think the beard is going to stay. Is that right, Father Christmas? Oh yes, yes, yes. No, the beard's definitely going to stay. No, I don't even. I don't have a razor. No, I don't. No, no, the beard's definitely staying. Yes. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. Another great question, Connor. Very, very good question, yes. So let's jump on to Ollie and Erica. So, guys, have you got another question for Father Christmas? What are your elves' names? What, what was that? What, what are my elves' names? Is that what you said? Yes. Yes. My, well, I, <laughs> I, I can tell you some of them, but I've got hundreds of elves. <laughs> Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them. Um, but there are a few around here. Norbert is over there. And I can see who's over there. Harold and Cynthia and uh, Bertie. And who have we got over there? Oh, uh, Xavier. Xavier. Yeah, those are the ones just around me right now. Um, but, I mean, there, I mean, there are many, many more in my various factories and workshops and things. Lots and lots of them, yeah. All lovely chaps, of course. I mean, you know, and chapesses, you know, lovely, lovely, very nice people, yeah. Father Christmas, have you got an elf called Erica by any chance? Um, yes, there, I do have an elf called um, Erica, yes, yes. Did you know her? Well, I was just wondering, since we've got Erica yes. on asking questions, yes. it would be interesting to yes. see if they even look alike. Well, no, I, well, I, I, cause I can't see, I can't see our Erica here um, on this, on this call, can I? But I, I'd, I'd be very surprised if she looks like Erica, my elf, because, well, I don't know. Well, let me, I, I shouldn't assume, should I, Erica? I, I, do, do you have a green face? No. Oh no, well, you don't, you don't look like my Erica then. No, she has a green face. You see, my Erica. That's that clear. Yeah. Up. Yeah. Ollie, how about you? Have you got another question for Father Christmas? Yes, I've got one more question in my mind. Brilliant. Go for it. Since we know now that you're, um, now we know what your elves' names are, we were thinking, what are your reindeer's names? Reindeer names. Yes. No, very, very good question. Now, I have uh, one reindeer called uh, Rudolph. I don't know if you've, you've heard of him. Somebody once told me that there was a, there was a song, is that right? Is there a song? I mean, it rather went to his head, I think, um, when when he heard this. Um, but so I do, I do have a reindeer called um, Rudolph, and then I have, well, I have forty-seven reindeer. No, no, yeah, forty-six now. <laughs> uh, forty-six reindeer um, all together, and I don't use them all at once of course they kind of alternate um but you know that but then rudolph is 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 usually uh in the lead i mean he, he is he's a natural leader i mean let's let's be honest and he does have this great advantage of having an uh, an illuminated nose um which is very very handy you see because it is you know it's almost always dark of course when we're when we're traveling around i mean i can see in the dark myself but the other reindeer can't see quite so well you see so it's very helpful to them to have um rudolph uh in the in the lead um but you want to know the um the the other names um well the 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 two that i usually place just behind um rudolph um are abraham and millard well, that's that's a new one. Did you would you have guessed those names, Ollie? 
No, I definitely could have not. No, oh, so we yeah. really learned something from you, Father Christmas, today. Mm. Well, no, it's, 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 it's my pleasure. No, I mean, I, I'm, I'm here. You know, I believe, I do believe in trans transparency. You know, I think you know the the mysteries of Father Christmas. You know, I mean, yes, yes, no, no. I'm she. <laughs> no, don't, don't worry, dear. No, no. Mrs. Christmas is reminding me again not to tell you the the the, the magic spell, <laughs> the magic spell that make reindeers fly. But yeah, but I mean, well, apart from some things which I, I do like to keep to myself, I mean, I'm always happy to talk about things. Yes, yes, it's a great opportunity. I don't see normally. You see, of course, when I come and visit people's houses, they're all asleep in bed, <laughs> which of course is quite right. I mean, they should be because it's the middle of the night, you know. But, uh, but this is why it's such a pleasure to have an opportunity to to talk to the children of St Albans. It's lovely. Really lovely. Well, that's great. That's a great answer. Thank you for that question, Ollie. That's great. I've, I've really learned something myself. And now, Mia, I think um, we're going to have time for another question from you as well, Mia. Would you like to ask Father Christmas? It might be your last question. So off you go. Have you ever missed someone's letter or list? Mia, what do you, have I ever missed someone's letter or their list? Oh, dear. Oh, I hope not. Have I ever missed yours? Um... No, no, I don't dare. I hope not. I really, really hope not. I try ever so, ever so hard. I have a whole team of elves helping me to try and keep track of everything. You see, I get a lot of posts. <laughs> a lot of posts. I get a lot of posts, a lot of messages, a lot of requests. And I try to keep track of it all. I mean, of course, I mean, I, it's possible. It's possible. If, if you ever hear of any, if you ever hear, Mia, if you ever hear anyone say, that they think their letter to me has gone missing or that, uh, well, I mean, do, will you just write to me yourself? Because I know you now, you see, and will you just point it out to me? I mean, I, I, I mean, I do make mistakes sometimes, but I try my hardest not to, because <laughs> I know how important it is. Of course it is, especially this year. It's especially important this year, isn't it, that we all have a very, very happy Christmas. Do you feel relieved now, Mia, to hear that? Yeah. Brilliant. Lovely question. And now, Connor, for the last question for Father Christmas, what are you going to ask? How does the postman get all the way to you? <laughs> That's a very, very good question. But it's the first question I've had this evening to which I have no idea of the answer. Do you know what I think you should do? I think you should ask a postman. Because I don't know, they just arrive. I mean, it's terribly clever of them to find me. And, 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 you know, they've got an awful long way to come and they're coming from all around the world, but they just arrive in big, big sacks. Thousands, hundreds of thousands of them arrive all the way through December. But you, you must start, next time you see a postman, ask mm -hmm. the postman. That's the, best, that's the best I can do with that one. Yeah, it's a very, very good question. But I'm completely stumped by it. They'd usually have to bring, like, lorries for you to even get all your post. Otherwise, you might not get your post if it's just in sacks. Well, the sacks are usually inside lorries, or indeed trains. You see, I, I mean, there, there is a there is a train um, that that goes all the way up to, um, to 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 where I am now. It's called the Polar Express. I mean, it's a magical train. Um, but it, the the post office do use it. Um, they can they can access it. It's a steam train. And um, and it, it travels um, through the night at, at extraordinary speeds, and uh, and but but how I mean so I know that bit, but how the post office find the Polar Express and how they I mean and that I don't know. That's what you'll have to ask a postman. That's a mm -hmm. very very good question. 
Well, there you go, Connor. You, you'll be able to say you did ask Father Christmas a question and he wasn't sure what the answer was. But no, no. <laughs> How wonderful. Now, I think Father Christmas has probably got any more time to answer any more questions, Father Christmas, but you must be exhausted after all those. Is, was that exhausting for you, Father Christmas? <laughs> No, well, you know, I've been eating a mince pie actually while we've been while we've been while we've been talking, and uh, so I'm I'm not too exhausted. But it's, what a what a pleasure it has been, and what wonderful wonderful thoughtful questions, and I do look forward even more than usual to coming to St Albans on Christmas Eve this year, and I just wish you all, all you children, and you Lydia, and you Seema, and all of your families, a very, very happy Christmas. Thank you very much, Father Christmas. Does everybody want to say a big thank you and goodbye to Father Christmas? Bye! Thank you! Bye-bye! Merry Christmas, one and all! Merry Christmas, one and all! Wonderful. Well, thank you, Ollie, Erica, Mia, and Connor, for some brilliant questions and a great chat with Father Christmas. Thank Bye, you. guys. Bye. 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 Welcome back to the Parents Show on Radio Verulam 92.6 FM. I'm Lydia Elkoury. And I am Seema Barker. Very happy to be with you this evening on this, uh, well, kind of pre-Christmas uh chat that we're having um and i think we're going to speak to uh someone very local to us now um lydia that's right and i'm sure all of you know dj's jungle dj's play areas in saint albans and of course over in hemel as well and i'm going to get the full breakdown on on how things are going in just a few minutes so we're going to speak to helen whittington who is the owner of dj's about the year that she's had and as we all know we've all been to dj's if yeah it's imprinted on on my brain every mom dad granny granddad carer has sought refuge i think we can say at dj's at one point or another it's been a great place to bring the kids have a bit of fun burn off some steam and uh well we just get to sit and have a piece of cake and a cup of coffee so true. um I- so true honestly i've i've got three now who are too old to go to dj's but you know as soon as somebody says dj's jungle it brings back so many memories of of taking them there for birthday parties or, or, you know, like you say, after school or at the weekends if it's been a rainy day or whatever, so many, many times. And, of course, the thing is, uh, Lydia, our kids might be a bit older, but, of course, there's lots of parents who are or have been hoping to take their kids there this year, I suppose, and, and uh, you know, now and in the future. Absolutely. Like I was, as you say, my kids have kind of grown are a bit too old for DJs now, but then I was so relieved when they got the laser uh, set up in so then there was another excuse to go back for a party so my daughter was there this time last year having having her laser party but 2020 has just thrown everything on its head I mean mm. and some businesses have been hit more than others so that's why we really before we came to the end of 2020 wanted to bring Helen in and ask her how her year has been so Helen very warm welcome to the parents show thanks for joining us hi Lydia hi Seema Hi. No, it has been a very challenging year. That's all I would say. It started yeah. well with um, 
January, February, and then immediately March was so quiet, we realised what was coming, had to close. Yeah, so run us through 2020. You have had such a tumultuous year and, and lots of lows, I hope a couple of highs. Tell, tell us, so March, you knew straight away things were going to be bad. Well, yeah, it took us a while to realise. I was thinking um, perhaps the schools will close and we'll remain open. I didn't really hit, we didn't really sink in until we had the lockdown um, and then the furlough for our staff. But um, it was really following the news and the extension to lockdown was very uncertain and very difficult um, to function. And we really didn't know whether we would recover because the the sense of the nation was that um, indoors wasn't well regarded, obviously still has its risks and um, stay outdoors, which was fine for the majority of the summer because it's not our season. But we really were left to be the last to reopen, which is quite damaging to the reputation of indoor play and birthday parties. So, um, yeah, we were relieved in August when we had about 24 hours notice that we could reopen along with gyms because we are a children's gym, essentially. We are their exercise, their play, their learning, their mental health space so that they can run around and, as you say, burn off steam. We really are a haven for parents as well. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, Seema and I can attest to that. You know, it is really an, an oasis um, when you need it the most. But tell us, why were, why do you think you were the last to open? And how did you feel during that, that, that process? Well, my mental health wasn't great, I can tell you. It was difficult. I didn't have any experience of what was coming next. Well, I mean, we had a flood, unfortunately, in 2015, and it felt a bit like that at the start when we had to close and the reality of how we actually recover from this. But this is so much worse. I mean, it was five months closed. So um, you try and open a business after that and it's testing the water and it's rearranging the furniture. We had to become COVID secure. So it's a lot of research and complying with guidance, which is sanitizer, capacity restrictions. Do you know, we're less than half what we used to have in our play centre. So um, the business model has almost become unlawful. It's very difficult. Mm, that is incredibly difficult. Yeah, and I think perhaps some of us probably don't really think about that, but you're right that, you know, you've been able to open, but obviously you've had to readjust massively, I suppose. Yeah, and the customer confidence wasn't there at the start. You know, we were open and, I mean, in March we didn't have any customers, but we paid the staff every day, um, turned up and cleaned in between. Um, but uh, now... We're just building our reputation again, really. We wear, we wear face coverings, we have screens, we make sure that everybody socially distances. And now, of course, it's tier two, so they have to have one household per table. But it's only now that people, I mean, before the lockdown too, we were fully booked as if people were just getting an extra play in before they knew they had to be back in their homes for a month. I mean, I'm, I'm really glad to hear that you know, before lockdown too, people were feeling 
confident enough to come back because sometimes you know one worries that otherwise um like you say people people have readjusted as well and and you know it has been um such a stressful year and everybody has has reacted to it in their own way but it's so it's good to hear that people were trying to get that as you say that last play in before lockdown two and so what is the current situation now um are so people are still booking they are still coming to djs and they are able to yeah, of course. I mean, we have we've made our play centres COVID secure. We do have uh, much fewer customers, but it meets the demand of people that are wanting to come. And um, we found that we can um, remove the ball pits, make sure that we're cleaning avidly and close for cleaning in between. And um, therefore, yeah, we are able to function in some ways, but there are no birthday parties, which is just sad really it's sad for the children and the members as well you know they're reliant on us we have membership across Hemel Hempstead Berkhamsted and St Albans so we've had those challenges childminders as well would be our regulars so certain customers will not visit but there's generally enough to meet the sort of capacity that we have to comply with at the moment but we're heading what do we don't know on Wednesday do we whether it's tier three or whether we can continue as is. But um, children are not the super spreaders that they thought at the start. So do you feel, that, do, you, do you think it's likely that tier three will happen? And if tier three, if we do go into tier three, does that mean that DJs will have to close again? That's right, yeah, we would have to close in tier three. Unfortunately, we have been campaigning against that because we are the children's gym and gyms are allowed to open in tier three. But um, we don't want the situation in March where we're allowed to open, but nobody comes because that's actually worse for ourselves and our staff. So we have to take the guidance from the government and that's all we can do. Yeah. And as you say, it is the children's gym. And in, in terms of mental health, particularly on wet, windy, cold winter days, you know, children do need somewhere to go to exercise and, and kind of burn off some steam. And do you think that message is getting through to the government, Helen? We've tried. We have. We've been up into London in our mascots and um, tried to influence our local MPs, um, local councils, and also nationally, I'm part of the Association of Indoor Play, which was even featuring one of my friends, colleagues on Panorama last week about um, Britain's businesses on the brink. But um, we seem to have been a forgotten industry. I don't think they know where to place us. We know that we have cafes. Um, so in certain times, we're called hospitality. Next minute, we're called leisure and given the same restrictions as the gym, which is really a because we have so much space per person that we're having to charge for adults now. We don't allow free sibling in, even if they're under one, because every space counts. Um, we're just trying yeah, to survive this, really, because the rents are still being paid. Obviously, the rates have been waived, but um, I don't think they really know what to do with soft play, and they do say that they can't save every business. I mean, we've seen Gambardo in Watford close big space in Harpenden already closed so I think just because we've got a stronghold in West Hearts we're okay but I'm not sure for how long um, if people don't support us but luckily we've got a really yeah. good local following and as I said I was just relieved to know that customers would come back. And Helen I'd love to hear how customers reacted when they did come back I mean 
I bet it was a, there was a little bit of euphoria, was there, when you could have customers back through the door and they must have been so happy to be back in DJs. Yeah, yeah, we do feel that. And the staff as well as a strong team DJs and um, they were, you know, hesitant too because what do we do, how does it work in this different world, new normal? But um, we've got a formula now and we've got regular customers and really positive feedback. And there's some positives out of the business in terms of its online bookings now. It's cashless. Um, it's probably a better experience all round because you have less people in. You definitely get a seat. And, um, you know, we can um, track and trace and do those things on our system that we couldn't before. So there perhaps are some benefits from it. Well, I like the way you're looking at the uh, silver lining there. I have to say, I do remember when I used to take the kids to DJs and it would be a little bit of a, right, we need to leave it this time to ensure that mummy gets a seat because, of course, it was so busy. So, so, um, and, and that's a nice thing, you know, but obviously looking at the silver linings and that and you can see that, you know, you've adapted in some ways that maybe uh, the cashless system or whatever, maybe you can take forward once all of this is behind us. And, and you know, fingers crossed, we're not too, too far away from that. Um, but in the meantime, in tier two, people can come to DJs and um, they need to book online then. Is that correct? Yes, that's right. Uh, we have a website, www.djsplay.co.uk, and everything is done on there. So um, they can even buy membership. They can buy gift vouchers for their grandchildren if they think, you know, something they will want to return to, even if it's next year. And actually, Helen, you've said you've said something great there. You know, if people want to support a local business and, and nobody wants to see DJs in, in financial difficulty. So actually, vouchers are a great Christmas present, you know, buying for the future. You know, if you can't go right now and hopefully when things are more relaxed in March, April, you know, and, and um, the children can go and, and have a bit of fun then. Are you, are you seeing a good uptake in, in vouchers at the moment? Yes, yeah, I know it's difficulty for everybody who experienced a bit of hardship this year, but we know that we're going to continue. We will survive this. In fact, I've been in this trade for 10 years come February, yeah. and we're just renegotiating our lease, and they've offered us nine years. I think that was season three. So we will be here. It's safe to buy DJ's gift vouchers if um, you want to make sure that you can continue to come in the future. Yeah, and support a really fantastic local business. But I know from following you on, on social media throughout the whole of, of this crazy year, you, you haven't just adapted, you've really innovated as well in DJs, you know, like the sensory, the, the development of sensory um, yes. yeah, entertainment for children. Yeah, something we've always wanted to do, but um, removing ball pits, which was a requirement of the guidance, has actually given us the space as well. And uh, we've made an extension in Hemel Hempstead to put in baby sensory, which is life changing. And there's uh, set some audio in there that um, requires your voice to activate. So it's really good for children to start to learn and explore their senses. So we hope to, yeah, bring in some additional assets like a uh, projector that is interactive dance and play as well so there's some benefits there fantastic well I'd love to ask you now Helen so I mean it's been a tough year where where do you want to see you and DJs in in three months time what's what are you hoping for um I hope to get back to a bit more of uh, normality it'd be lovely to have 
birthday parties, I think, um, because so many laser parties, like you mentioned, in fact, Quasar and Hemel Hempstead's closed down, unfortunately. So we're thinking Gosh. that um, we have at least got that offering if we could reach the public. But it's difficult when you can't have inside household mixing. So once the vaccine is widespread and we have the government plans changed to allow us to invite socialising inside, then we will hopefully get back to doing parties and allowing children to celebrate their birthday. Be great. Yeah, I hope. I hope. I mean, I think um, we don't really know how long this vaccination program is going to take, but you know, fingers crossed, really, that we can get. You know, people, kids can celebrate their birthdays. I suppose I'm just thinking for those that last year, you know, in March didn't get to have their birthday party because they had to have it cancelled. It would be so lovely if by this March it was all back and running, everything was up and running so that they could celebrate their birthdays. So that actually all of those kids who had their birthdays in lockdown, um, you know, only miss one party. Um, mm. So I do, I do, you know, hope that for all of them, um, for all of those who maybe just had to postpone it, they only actually get to postpone it for one year and then they can come along and have their birthday parties because it is lovely. I mean, again, I've attended so many parties at um, at DJ's Jungle and it, it it's just such a lovely thing to see them having so much fun. So fingers crossed for you um, that, you know, things are up and running as soon as possible. And we, you know, obviously, as Lydia said, want to encourage all of our listeners, if you want to support a local business, to think about vouchers as, as great Christmas presents. Thank you. Absolutely. And and make a visit. It's half capacity, but parents can absolutely take one family there, take their own family there, right? Yes, definitely. Love to see you. Brilliant. Helen, thanks a million for what you're doing to kind of keep our community entertained and happy and healthy. And we wish you only the best for 2021. Thank you both very much. Take care. Bye.